Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Welcome again to Golf Life Now, and our episode today is going to be about that roof on your house. Probably the last thing that you thought you might want to listen to. Apparently, you might have some issues. That's why you are listening now. Let me get into some details here, and these are first-hand information that you need to know. Something that's happened to me and my investments in the past, my clients and others, and I'm going to pass this information on to you so that you're prepared. Now, that roof could be your biggest source of liability, particularly if you live in an area that has high wind or hail, and that's a lot of the country. It's almost all of the coastal areas on the east coast, the southern coast, some of the western coast. Uh, In the Midwest, I know in Colorado, they have hail sometimes as big as golf balls. So in these areas where you can have tornadoes, for example, hurricanes, you need to pay very close attention to that roof. Insurance companies are running scared, basically. They have been raising their rates over the last three to four years substantially. Even if you live in an area that hasn't had an event recently, other areas have. You know insurance means that you're going to share that risk around, right? Well, with the inflation that we have and the shortage of materials and the shortage of labor, the cost to rebuild has skyrocketed. Insurance companies are right on top of this. They're going to say, okay, that house insurance policy that has wind and hail policy was going for $2,000 a year. Now we're going to charge $3,500 to $4,000 a year. Now that may not be much if you're living in a $1 million house, for example. But if you're the average person in this country and you are out there working every day and you're trying to make ends meet and you need some extra money to take care of the kids little league uh, that's going to be sucked dry right out of your checking account because you're going to have to pay these higher costs the insurance companies are doing what they need to do to stay in business and i want to talk to you about what you can do to basically try to keep your money now you need to take a good look at your roof Basically, I'm telling you that a roof that's over 10 years old is already going to be in the bad books on the insurance company's ledgers. When you do a renewal of your insurance policy after about 10 years, they're going to come out and they're going to look at your house. If they don't like what they see on that, they can either reject your policy that they've already issued to you and stop it, or they can tell you that they're going to raise the rate. Often, what they'll do is tell you to go get a new roof or have your roof repaired and you'll have to spend that money and they may still give you a higher rate because aging roofs are their biggest liability as they are for you as well. They're going to pass those costs on to you. If you have a roof on your house that's 20 years old, you may not get a policy at all. Insurance companies are all all over the country. They're refusing to issue policies to people who have 20-year-old roofs, even 15-year-old roofs. Basically, once it passes that 10-year mark, you're starting to get into the danger zone. Now, there are a lot of things that you can do to prolong the effective use of that roof or 
uh, keep it in better shape. One is to remove all the branches and debris from all around it. Make sure if you have gutters, they're cleaned out so that they don't back water up under the roof and start rotting the, uh, the fascia boards and some of the plywood that's under the edge of the roof. So keep your roof nice and clean. You need to trim trees that could possibly fall on your roof. Anywhere that a tree limb is hanging over, particularly if it's going to drop leaves, you need to get up there and trim that. Now, I would suggest that you not do that yourself unless you can reach it with one of those long chainsaws or a different type of cutting saw to do it because trimming some of these big trees can be dangerous. You can actually drop that heavy load right on your roof and cause a problem. So again, you may have to call an arborist or someone who is skilled in removing these big limbs. That's what happened to me. I have a number of rental properties and I've had several of them where I've had to call professionals to come out and remove giant limbs. We're talking limbs here that are probably eight to nine inches thick that if they had fallen on the roof would have done some damage. I just sold a house recently to an investor and the roof on that house had a swale in it basically from a piece of wood fell off a tree years ago and they didn't really fix it. So it caused a leak and it had been leaking for a long time and then what happens is the plywood under your roof will start to rot and it could create mold. There could be a lot of other problems with that. Now what happens when you call someone to come out and give you a quote to replace a roof, they don't know what's been done under the shingles. The, there may have been some damage, some rot damage or some water damage, and they won't know entirely what that cost is going to be until they pull all the shingles off and take a look at the plywood. Now, for those of you that don't know how roofs are built, and most of you aren't carpenters, essentially, but this isn't always true because there are different types of roofs, but with a shingle roof, an asphalt shingle roof, basically you have your structure of the house itself, you know, the framing, and then they lay plywood on top of that to form the roof. And those all are joining together real tight. It's certainly not waterproof, but the whole roof is then made with plywood. Then they come back and they put a moisture barrier over the top of the plywood, and then they nail the shingles to the plywood. Now, nailing the shingles is a trade by itself, and you need to have someone who's good at doing this because what they have to do is nail the shingles so that there's always a shingle coming over the spot where the previous nail was. That way the water runs down. It doesn't run back up, obviously, because of gravity, and hit where those nails are because every nail hole in your roof is a potential leak. That's why the nails have to be completely covered. Now, I had a problem one time where I hired somebody that was less than competent, and they nailed right through the part that's supposed to be covered and it created a leak. I had to have that whole section of my roof replaced. That's the last time I'll use someone that's not skilled, and now I use people that are certainly qualified. We had a storm, and that storm uh, ruined another roof that I had, actually was on my office, and then I had some professionals come out. They did an excellent job. They not only took off all of the shingles and the moisture barrier, but found underneath that there were several big pieces, four by eight pieces of plywood that were required to be replaced. 
Unfortunately, it didn't do any damage to any of the uh, rest of the wood that was under there. Uh, and so they replaced all of those and then they put a new type of moisture barrier on there that is much more protective and they put the shingles on and they did it correctly and you can stand back and take a look even though you're not a professional and you can see that uniform laying of those shingles now what happens when a storm comes and you've waited that long to fix your house and now you finally have a leak you may find that it's difficult to locate someone that's qualified to repair your roof because you waited and now everybody else has the same problem with their roof um, so while I'm on this topic and I'm on a roll right here uh, if you do have damage and you can't have that roof repaired right away because the people are too busy you need to make sure that the roof gets tarped now there are people that will run around and do that in any storm they'll just come up to your house and they'll talk to you just make sure you talk to your friends and your neighbors and you don't overpay for the tarping process what they'll do is put these big blue tarps on the house and that'll prevent any water from getting into it until you can get around to replace the roof and by the way it's a temporary thing you can't go for a year or two because the tarp itself will actually start to come apart after a while so you get several months of breathing room before you have to repair that roof uh, the insurance companies are going to play a big role in your roof replacement should you have to call them to have one done after an event now if there's a named storm out there then you're going to qualify to get because you have wind and hail insurance hopefully uh, you'll get an insurance benefit now uh, just to let you know how that works because it shocks a lot of people there is a deductible on your property for named storms and it could be high it could be up to five percent maybe more but probably it's going to be between three and five percent which means they're going to take that right off the top and then there's going to be a depreciation allowance based on the age of that roof so essentially if you have a quote to replace that roof for twenty thousand dollars the insurance company may only give you fifteen thousand for that roof so the best thing that you can do is shop around and try to find the best deal the insurance company will actually come out and assess it and tell you how much they'll pay and if you can find someone that can do it for that money then fine you won't have to put anything out of your pocket and that's what people usually try to do but it depends on how much damage has been done in your area uh, and how much the uh, roofers are charging in that particular case now uh, one last thing on the storms that hopefully you never have in your area but if you do make sure that you if that your especially if your roof is leaking make sure that you get it tarped immediately do not wait for the insurance company to approve that they will pay for it as part of their mitigation process so you've got to protect your property first of all don't think about insurance right up front make sure you're thinking about the property first you have to stop that leak and do it in any way you can tarping is usually the best way to do that it, contact the insurance company of course immediately and they'll probably tell you on the phone that they'll go ahead and pay for that tarping in addition to whatever else they're going to pay for because the tarping helps them too it helps because by the time they get out there and take a look at it and maybe a week there could have been further damage if you didn't do anything and they want to make sure that there's some mitigation there as well so that's why I say to you is 
take some step, steps to protect yourself and don't be terribly concerned about the insurance company. Take any photographs or videos you can of any damage to your roof or your house or anything else you're claiming, of course, so that you've got some evidence that something has happened to the property. And of course, there was a storm there. Now, if you're not involved in a storm, but say the uh, tree fell on your house, all right, you need to get lots of pictures, everything else, give the insurance company a call right away. If the damage is super, somewhat superficial, which means it's going to have to be repaired, but it's not causing a leak in the house, then uh, you don't need to do anything right away. But if it does, and you have to tell the insurance company, uh, the roof is leaking, what do I do? And they'll probably tell you to have somebody come out and tarp that. But probably the first thing is to get someone who can remove that debris for you. Do not remove the debris without taking pictures first. You need to pick, take pictures of the entire area there and maybe a video will work as well. So I'm kind of past the whole damage and, and hurricane kinds of things, but I want to get back to the need to consider that roof in your house. Now this is assuming that you're living in a house and you want to make sure that your roof lasts as long as it can. And I mentioned some things that you can do to help protect that roof. And make sure that it doesn't get damaged from all kinds of things including your motorhome backing into it which I did one time um, crinkled the corner a little bit also look around at the wood uh, in the fascia which is that part of the wood that's right below the shingles now the shingles should be sticking out past that wood so the water drips off and doesn't drip on the wood now often in some climate zones you'll get some green mold on there which you can paint off or you can bleach off either one to try to keep that wood from disintegrating if it's if it is wood sometimes it's not wood sometimes it's vinyl it could be metal uh, uh, fascia uh, keep it painted keep it well maintained because that's a moisture barrier of sorts to keep moisture from coming up under the shingles so you need to protect all of that there may be some termite damage in some of that. If you see it, then contact the termite company. Make sure that they have killed the termites and then have those boards completely replaced, at least the parts that are damaged. You need to constantly keep maintenance on that roof and all of the things that are attached to that roof. The don't, don't put in a satellite dish or have some dummy put a satellite dish on your house and drill holes in your shingles unless you know that they are absolutely competent, know what they're doing, and they have caulking materials to put in there at the same time, because that screw going through those shingles is an opening for water and moisture just to drip and drip and drip. This has happened to me before in a dry climate in Southern California, where one of my tenants decided to have that done. So we had the company come out, remove it, and plug all of the holes to make sure we didn't have future leaks. So if you're going to put up a, some type of an antenna on your house, be extremely careful about putting holes through those shingles without getting the appropriate type of caulking material. It could be an asphalt type of material, something that is going to last because the sun will bake it, and it'll crack, and it'll erode over a period of time. If you have done that, you're going to have to get up there and check on that roof every few years and make sure that you still have a seal. It doesn't hurt to get into the attic if you can as well and look around and make sure you don't see any wet spots on the plywood inside the roof. So 
Now let's get to the point that you've decided to sell your house. I am a real estate broker and one of the things I look at with every house that my client might want to buy, I'm talking about when I'm working with a buyer, I look at that roof right up front and I'm going to recommend to them not to buy a house if the roof is in poor shape unless the owner is willing to pay the cost to get that taken care of. Sometimes they do. Most of the time they don't have the money to do it. So we just walk on and we go to another house because there's always another house. Now flipping that back around, you're the seller of that house and you want to sell your house. Make sure that you have taken care of that roof because that's one of the first things another agent is going to look at. And if that, if that roof is over 10 years old and you have a lot of equity in your house, you're going to make some really good money selling this house you may want to give some serious consideration to replacing the roof as part of selling the house. And then you'll get the higher end of the pricing point. You just need to emphasize that the roof was just replaced. Now, I wouldn't wait until you're ready to sell the house to do that. If you think that the roof is getting older, it's time to replace it so you can enjoy the look of a nice new roof on your house. But keep in mind, if you're thinking about selling it in a couple of years, you're doing the right thing by replacing the roof. Now, you can repair roofs. You can repair the shingle roofs, but often they can't get matching shingles. And it looks odd when someone goes to buy a house and they've got all these mishmash of shingles on the roof. Some people might just keep on driving. Now, a home inspector won't have a problem with that. Typically, they'll just say they fixed the roof and it's taken care of. Now, I have sold houses before that have had the red tile uh, roof on it. As a matter of fact, I had an interesting situation occur when I thought maybe I would sell my house to Zillow back when they were trying this. And this house was over in Arizona and actually in Buckeye. So I had them come out and take a look at it. And they gave me an estimate of, oh, I think it was something like $25,000 to repair the tile roof. Now, the house was only 10 years old, and there was a, a little damage from a small tree that had broken two tiles. And so the real estate agent that I was working with at Property Managers called a professional out, and it cost $500 to repair those tiles. They're easy to replace. There was no underlying damage, and the roof was repaired. Uh, so just want to give you uh, a heads up here that uh, having your roof repaired is a challenging thing. You may get a price from one person for 20000 another one for 30000 another one for 15000 Before you pay anyone to, to replace that roof, particularly to replace the roof, make sure that you've checked on their references. Call the people that they give you references and maybe drive by their homes. Take a look at their roof. Are these real people? You know, don't use the internet for that. Uh, make sure that you're working with someone that knows what they're doing because there's a lot of scams in roof repair and roof replacements. If they don't repair the roof properly, no matter what the material is, it's going to be a problem for you if it leaks. If that insurance inspector spots that when they come out every year in the future and they're going to check. Now, years and years ago, uh, the insurance companies didn't send inspectors out to most houses. Now they send them out every renewal. They're going to look at the entire house outside, and the first thing they look at is a roof. 
I think they, they start looking at that roof when they're driving down the street because they need to get perspective. A lot of them now are using drones. Uh, they pay a service to drill down on top of the house so they can see what's going on there. So you're not going to be able to hide anything there. The object is to make sure that your roof is always ready to go. If you're going to sell that house, it could be a liability for you. You may not be able to sell the house or you'll have to reduce the house price significantly. And here's what happens when you go to sell a house. I'm sorry for bouncing around a little bit, but this just came to mind. If you don't replace a roof and it clearly needs it, and you receive an offer, the offer might say that we're going to have to put $30,000 in there to fix that roof and we want you to basically reduce your price by that much and uh, that's how we're going to place the offer. And then you go, wow, it doesn't cost that much. I had a quote on this thing for $18,000. Well, there you go. You had a quote for $18,000. You should have fixed it for $18,000. Now you're going to have to pay $30,000. And the reason is pretty clear. Put yourself in the buyer's position. They don't have a clue. They don't know. They're not sending somebody out to give them a quote on that. Generally, they don't do that when they're ready to make an offer. So they want to make sure that the price is high enough, that the estimated amount's high enough to cover anything that could happen after closing. So the best thing you can do is to make sure your, ho your house is in good condition, not just the roof, but everything in the house is in good condition, before you put it on the market so that you don't give leverage to the buyer to reduce that price because of that. So just to sum up a little bit about the roof, the insurance companies are going to drive you crazy if you don't keep it in good shape. And then when it gets too old, they're going to tell you they're not going to insure you. In the meantime, they're going to raise your rates for that. One more little tiny thing I'm going to add to this you probably aren't aware of. Insurance companies check your credit before they renew and when they give you a policy. If you happen to be using all of your money on the credit cards and your score has dropped 20 points or so when they do that annual check, you're likely going to pay a higher rate. You won't even know it, but you're going to pay a higher rate because your score is low. So keep that credit score high, particularly around the time that you're going to sell the house and make sure that the insurance company during the renewal periods of time and when you're going to buy a house, particularly that your credit's in really good condition so that you don't get dinged for, um, for that kind of thing. So thank you for coming to Golf Life Now, and we hope that you come back. Uh, please come to our website, which is gulfcoastalrealtors.com, G-U-L-F-C-O-A-S-T-A-L-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-S.com, or loganandersonllc.com, L-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, LLC.com, where we have a lot of blog articles about this topic and many other topics. We also have references we can send to you, give you some information. You might even see some good pictures of bad roofs in there. Well, again, thank you, and please come back to our next episode.